Hey, 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 how's your resume? <laughs> I know, I know, I can't help a corny rhyme or alliteration opportunity. I just can't help myself. <laughs> the resumes, though, I've seen most recently come under the category I call <clears throat> lacking. It's not that they're short on credits or that their content isn't right. It is that the actor's resume is, how do I put this? I, I can't be nice about this. It's not appealing. It doesn't have enough personality or information to answer even the most basic questions that a casting director might have. Come on, people, it's 2022. The fall is almost here. New season, new opportunities, new outlook. How about a new resume? Find out if you can benefit from a revamped resume. Hey, 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 Jeff is talking resume. <laughs> this is Casting Actors Cast, the podcast for actors from a casting director. Welcome to Casting Actors Cast, the podcast and video for actors. Each week, we provide practical, useful information to advance your craft and your career in the business of show. And now, here's your host, casting director Jeffrey Dreisbach. Well, hello and welcome to today's episode of Casting Actors Cast. I'm casting director Jeffrey Dreisbach. Thank you so much for joining me today. Kind of a weird, corny opening. I know, I know, I can't help it. I'm just kind of, I'm all alone here in the studio. So it kind of gets kind of weird sometimes. But nevertheless, I think the subject is very, very valuable. So thank you for joining us on Casting Actors Cast today. Say, listen, if you haven't checked out the website, I encourage you to do so. It's castingactorscast, all one word, dot com. There's a place right there on the landing page called Dive Into the Talent Pool. And if you do that, that's going to open up a whole bunch of freebies. One is a book called Conversation Pieces Out of the Studio, the voice of a workshop for professional actors. It's 100-page PDF all about doing voiceover work. That's absolutely free. There's also a free 20-minute video. It's a private video. You can only get this way. And it's called Casting Secrets, What They Don't Tell You. So that's kind of fun, I think. Also, there are Jeff's Jots, and it's a blog that takes place on the webpage. But also, I put the um, Jeff's Jots as show notes for each corresponding episode. So you can actually have something in your hand as you listen or watch, because we're also simulcasting this on YouTube. So you have something that you can follow along. Those show notes have come in really handy for a lot of actors that I'm hearing from. Finally, I just want to say the special event is happening just about a week from now on September 8th, taking place at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You are invited to this back-to-school special with Actors Connection. It is a live through their Facebook account, but it's being shot, shot, it is being broadcast on YouTube, and we want as many people as we can possibly get to ask questions, have a chance to have a conversation with you. It would be great to meet you. I would love to have a show of support for this event taking place on September 8th 
I believe the time is 4.30, but you want to go to castingactresscast slash New York to get the specific information about how to sign up and sign in. It would be really cool to have you there. And I look forward to this exclusive new event that's going to be happening. And if it's a good showing, perhaps we'll do more in the future. So I encourage you to please show your support. Thank you so much for that. All right, let's jump into the subject at hand. You know, I think it's important that we find a little bit of a checklist, I think, of things for you to sort of filter as I share these with you, to filter through with what you are currently using as your resume. Now, clearly, all of these are not going to be the 100% thing you must do, but I would love for you to just be a little more analytical about what you are sending out to people, whether you're putting them on Actors Access or whether you are sending them directly to with your self-tapes, whether you're including them on your self-submits. Um, your resume is still really, really important. It is a one-page advertisement about why I should consider you for the role, period. That's it. But like I said in the introduction, sometimes there's not enough personality. And by the way, <laughs> let me qualify that. I don't mean curly Q fonts. I don't mean that you have to like, do underlining or italics or exclamation points or do any kind of weird <laughs> things to kind of make you look so unique that it becomes kind of... Uh, weird. I don't mean that. But I do mean that there are some things to really analyze, to really see if it accomplishes exactly what you intended to. Because sometimes we go off the format of what somebody's given us, or we look it up online and we go, oh, this is a perfect format. I'm going to copy that. Well, you know what? I want you to reformat a resume so that I get more than just the information. I get a sense about where you are and where you are headed. So let's take a look at some things to check out. Number one, do you have a thumbnail picture on your resume? If you don't, I'm asking you to consider it. What thumbnail to use? Well, many times if you're going into a, 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 a photographer session for a headshot, you will probably get a bunch more different headshots. And maybe there's a headshot that you really like, but you know is not really right for your headshot. You know what? That would make a great thumbnail picture. An additional piece of information by putting your thumbnail on the back of your resume. Now, I know there might be some people that don't like the thumbnail. I have no idea why they don't like it. I love it. Here's why. I still get that sort of name face association when I see a thumbnail. Plus, it's an additional opportunity for me to see you looking slightly different. Information is power. A thumbnail gives me more information. The next thing to look at is just the way that your name is formatted. I don't, and I mentioned this, I don't need cutesy um, fonts for your name, for example. But I do think it needs to be prominently placed. I do think that there are, in a relatively professional way, that you can choose the kind of font that you believe sort of matches your personality, matches your own personal energy, kind of is a really nice way of saying, this is who I am. So properly formatting your name in a font that appeals to you 
is really something to spend some time on. Don't go crazy. But honestly, I can't tell you how many times I just see like a New Times Roman font on a resume. And that's not terrible at all. But you know what? Don't miss an opportunity that might help me get more sense about who you are. I think the biggest complaint that I would have about most resumes that I see is that they are not easy to read. And what I mean by that is, listen, if you're in your 20s and you've got two pages of stuff that you've done, I think that you might want to consider retooling it. It's got to be easy to read. And that also means you've got to be, oh, here's a good word, judicious. Wow. With your editing pencil, please take out those roles or those experiences that don't really reflect who you are now. I still see resumes from folks who have graduated from college and they still have roles they did in high school. That's not helpful to me. Who are you now? And take the most castable roles that you've played for you now and make sure that those are prominently placed. Now, here are some additional side things for you to consider. I love seeing, and you must put your height on your resume, because if I just have a headshot, I don't know how tall you are. And height is one of those things, especially uh, for film and television, but also for theater, that knowing your height is just an additional piece of information that the casting director is going to find helpful. But you know what? Don't put on your weight. Don't put on your eye color. Please, please, for the love of God, don't put your age on your resume. And don't put age range on a resume. If you've got an excellent headshot, eye color, weight, all of those things are something I can perceive pretty easily by just looking at your headshot. So it's information I do not need you to offer up. Now, I know that a model's resume is different than an actor's resume, but I don't need a shirt size. I don't need to know your dress size. I don't need to know your inseam. <laughs> Frankly, it's not that important for me at that particular moment. So just be careful about having so much information that you think is going to make you look somehow more professional. It doesn't. It really, really doesn't. And that also speaks to organizing the resume in such a way as it looks and is easy for me to read. Okay, let's move on from there. Now, I get this question quite frequently, and usually the primary goal as an actor that you have should be your first category. Here's what I'm talking about. If you're primarily interested in a film and television career, then that should be the first heading after your name, your union affiliations, your height, your contact information, and then a heading called film and TV or theater. And those would be the credits that you would want to list. Now, if you are interested in doing film and television, but you don't have any credits for film and TV, but you have a few theater, then of course, theater's got to be first. But I need to discern from your resume, not only where you are now, but where you hope to be in the future. So I'm not saying you put a film and TV uh, heading on your resume and then you don't have any credits. No, no, no. You got to put the credits where the credits are. But one or two film or TV credits followed by theater because you're interested in a film and TV career is the right way to go. If theater is your jam, by all means, make sure the theater is the heading that is first. 
Now, speaking of um, the credits that I see on a resume, again, keeping in mind that these have to be very easy for me to read, I think three to four pieces of information per role that you played are really important. Um, it's not about being brief, but it also is not about giving me too much information. But I think a good filter is three to four pieces of information per credit makes sense. Clearly, the name of the project. Clearly, the role that you played. You could also let me know if you were a lead or a guest star or a day player, whatever it was, that might be good information as well. I also think you should consider the location. For example, if it's a theater, it's a regional theater, you know, I'd love to know where that theater was located. And then, of course, the director. Or if it's a film or television, perhaps the director of the film, or perhaps the network that the television show was on. Any of those things can be useful. As long as they're consistently listed for every credit, I think you're going to be fine. As long as it's easy to read. You know, the layout itself, make sure you know what is, you know, the font that you're using is easy to read, that you are very selective in using bold or italics. Those are the kinds of things to take a look at. Be consistent in the formatics. Ooh, good word, of your resume. You're going to be in good shape. I also think that education and training as a heading should follow those theater credits. Now, the exception being is if you've got, let's say, some theater credits, and then you want to say, oh, I want to, these are my musical theater credits. Then that's fine. But after though professional-oriented credits, then you want to list education and training as a heading. You see, I just don't think an education heading and where you went to school, I think if you have a heading, education and training, the implication there is that you've been educated and you've had training. And those are really kind of interesting. I, I think they're action words so that even if it's a BFA degree, but you had some additional specific classes in, let's say, fencing or dance or juggling or, you know, any additional things, scene study, class, Shakespeare, all of those things. Who did you study with? You see, the reputation of those teachers across the country are known and that is a piece of information that would help me, frankly, if I see and recognize a teacher whose work I'm familiar with, that only bodes well for you. Of course, you want to make sure you've got permission from any of those teachers that you've had, but please make sure that you don't omit that. It's one thing to have those special skills. It's another thing to have those special skills from somebody who is known. Now, um, speaking of special skills, I think it's important that you list those skills, those things that you know would be helpful for a casting director or a director or a producer, especially if you're doing film and television. But special skills are something that I just want to make sure you are aware. If you list something as a special skill, you better be able to do it. <laughs> it's not about showing off that you can do all of these things. It's about demonstrating that you can do these things when called upon to do them. Please do not lie. Do not fudge the truth. If you have several languages that you can speak fluently, by all means, that's important. If you can juggle and ride a unicycle, 
fantastic. If you can do the alphabet backwards, that's fine. I saw somebody who can burp the alphabet. That was a special skills on their resume. And guess what? I asked them to do it. And they did. Okay. So, you know, special skills are great because you never know. But have you thought about things like a valid passport, a driver's license? Again, these are things that you might not have thought of, but become really important, especially if I need to get you on a plane to do a a shoot at the last minute out of the country. So, you know, those are things that are really valuable. So some of those additional interests that you might have could translate into special skills that could be valuable later. Also, let's move on from there now. Let's move back up towards the top of the resume. Please make sure the contact information is easy to see. Put it in a very easy to see location. Additionally, your union affiliations have to be clearly laid out. Now, let me just tell you that Actors' Equity has changed their rules of late. And an EMC candidate um, has less significance than it used to. An EMC candidate was an actor who was uh, obtaining points through a union theater job so that eventually they could become an equity member. Now the restrictions on that have lifted and many, many actors can just go ahead and put their money down and become an actor's equity member. Take your time making that decision, but make sure that if you are affiliated with any of the actors, performers, unions, that you put that down in the top of your resume in a clear, easy to read place. Now, I know you know this, but I'm going to say it anyway, because I'm still getting resumes that are not eight inches by 10 inches. Uh, Eight by tens are called eight by tens for a reason. They're eight inches wide, 10 inches long. The, The resume needs to be formatted to fit on the back of your picture, your eight by 10 photograph, your headshot. So make sure you staple it in four places and then you're good to go. Um, it's just one of those weird little things that I still organize and I still love the hard copies of the resumes and pictures together. Um, and if there's a little tag sticking out because there's a eight and a half by 11 piece of paper, it just makes it kind of mushy. I know this might sound really tedious, but when you're dealing <laughs> with thousands of resumes, um, you really want to make sure that you format both the PDF as well as the hard copy of your picture and resume. You really want to format it to be as easy to deal with as possible. Now, here are some additional things I want to share with you about the resume. Please be really careful with the reviews that you're extracting from a project that you did. Um, I see this being done more and more where you got a New York Times review, which is fantastic, by the way. That's great. But then the review is sort of placed in a, in a thing to sort of draw attention that it's all about this role you did five years ago. I, I appreciate that you got positive reviews. I think that's great. I would be very careful about whether those reviews are going to be relevant for all future do- jobs you might be auditioning for. I also still see quotes from directors and producers. The finest actor I've ever had the pleasure of working with, signed C. Smith. And I don't know who C. Smith is. Just be careful. Be careful of uh, adjectives that are hyperbolic or 
better word would be, are over the top, um, flashy statements about who you are. I don't need a mission statement about you being the most exceptional talent the world has ever seen. Okay, I made that up. But you know what I'm talking about? I think it's really valuable for you to treat your resume in a positive, energized way, but also it's a business. Also, it's a business. <laughs> so be careful about going about, you know, over the top comments, for example. Now, I know I sh don't need to say this, especially for those of you who are regular listeners of this patio, this podcast video. Please don't just write on the resume when a show just closed or you're still in production or you're in rehearsal for a project and you just kind of hand write something in. I just that that how do I say this? I don't like it. Um, I don't like it when you leave me personal notes. Hi, Jeff. Uh, hope to see you soon. I don't think that attention-getting devices on your resume, uh, graphics, um, smiley faces. I mean, I've seen... <laughs> I have seen a lot of different things being done. I suggest keeping it as business-like, professional, optimistic, positive, all of those things. But I still see, you guys, it's crazy. I still see like highlights being done. People are highlighting relevant roles and things like that. I understand the reasoning behind it. But from where I sit, it's a distraction. It's an embellishment that I don't need to see. I think trusting the casting director's intelligence to seek out the information they need, that they're looking for, is our responsibility. You don't need to feel like you have to help me make sense of your resume by giving me those additional embellishments. Okay, just please remember, it's about you. It's not from you. In other words, this is your one-page layout. Think of it as a magazine layout about who you are, what you've done, and what you're looking forward to doing. If you can think of it that way, cleaning up your resume is time well spent. So if you spend just a few moments with your resume and, and see if it reads well, well, see if... If you were the casting director, would you appreciate the talent as presented on the page? What you did, where you did it, who did you do it? What? Who did you do it? Who did you do it with? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Those, by the way, are the only important statements that you need to make with your acting credits, I promise. We can get a sense of who you are with the way that you formatted and designed this one-page advertisement about you. Finally, I just want to say, please, don't ever feel apologetic about the lack of credits. Let your education and your training heading make up for that. Showing determination and confidence is really a great way to allow the resume to speak for you. Listen, I hope that this has been helpful today. If you haven't done so already, I please, I ask you, please let me see a review, perhaps a like, a thumbs up. Go to the YouTube page, please leave a review. Um, anything that you can do to help continue to promote the growing podcast called Casting Actors Cast. I'm Jeffrey Dreisbach. I hope you have a great day. And let's get together again next week this time. Thanks. 
Thank you for joining Casting Actors Cast. Please don't forget to review, like, and share Casting Actors Cast wherever you get your patios, podcast videos. Thanks. I'm Megan Grace Martinez.